0: They care to slap leather with me. In case any of you get any ideas, you better know who you're dealing with. I'm the hootin' us, tootin' us, shootin' us, bobtail wildcat in the West. I'm the fastest gun North, South, East, and West of the Pecos. Well, I need a
1: damn, a treatment right. Walk through the night, won't you?
2: Welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. Here I am with notable skater, artist, and the guitarist and vocalist to The Hideaway with George Hernandez. Hey
3: everyone, how's everyone doing?
2: Kind of kickstart this is, how did The Hideaway come together? Uh, the, the Hideaway actually started, um, I
3: would say like almost any other band. There's just a couple friends getting together like once a week and jamming out. Originally it was myself, uh, my brother, and our friend uh, George Mora. My brother couldn't play and neither could uh, George, but we had this one drummer who was this old guy and we played a show. And after that show didn't work out, but I was looking for a bass player and that's how I met uh, Antonio. At work, uh, someone says, hey, there's this uh, rockabilly guy that plays bass. You should meet him. And I met him. Then I met Randy through him because he wanted me to audition for No Can No. It didn't work out. But then Randy liked what we had and he's like, hey, I want to be your drummer. And I thought he was joking, you know, a lot of people tend to joke. And he was serious about it, so it was just him, myself, and then George. So it was two Georges and a Randy, you can say. Uh, But he, unfortunately, George was deported because he is a dreamer. Um, So we still keep in contact with him, but after that we didn't know what to do. And uh, we ended up being a a duo, the Hideaway duo, just me and Randy. I reworked the songs, and then um, Antonio finally joined us. Uh, He was previously in another band and had like three jobs. So he quit a job and then he quit the other band and he's like, Hey guys, I want to be part of the Hideaway. And that's how we formed. And it's just, we clicked. We're we're pretty much brothers. Yeah. It's like family.
2: And I think it's interesting that you say that as like, as far as pretty much being more like a family unit, because I think it shows with how you guys interact with one another, not just on stage, but outside. It's like you guys, get together, you guys hang out and there's just this genuine friendship and camaraderie. But how long have you guys, or when did you guys start playing together just as friends and then just developed into The Hideaway? Like, how long has that been?
3: Well, The, the Hideaway, as, as, as The Hideaway, it's only been around uh, two years. If you don't count COVID, it's only been about a year. So we're very recent. Uh, but before that, I would say it's maybe about another year as just Average guys just jamming out and hanging out, and then from there it just evolved into what it is. Yeah.
2: And I do want to say, um, through Cherry Jane's episode, your song "Devil Love" has been stuck in my head, and it was like a couple of days after I, I had published the episode, and I'm like vacuuming my apartment, and I'm like singing it, singing it, uh, I can't even talk, singing it along in my head. <laughs> so you guys have some amazing catchy tunes, and. You guys have surf, garage, and rockabilly influences but I mean that's as a band as a whole but I kind of want to dissect you personally as a guitarist and vocalist so I want to know what influences do you have as a musician?
3: Well I'm very that's a good question because my musical taste is all over the place. Everything from Spanish music, I mean I grew up listening to bolero you know my mom was obsessed with bolero and I swear she knows every single song, you know, word for word, you know, but we grew up listening to Los Panchos. Um, My dad was obsessed with Los Bukis. And then, you know, through my friends, I discovered, you know, punk rock, uh, just rock and roll in general, indie music. And it's just a weird mix of everything. So when I write songs, it's just... It's not like I sit down and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to write a surf song. I'm going to write a rockabilly song. It's just whatever emotion I have at that time, it just comes out into whatever it is. And that's how the songs form. It's, it's not like I just say, okay, this is what it has to be. It is. It literally is. It is what it is. Uh, that's why I think people have a hard time describing what kind of genre we are, because I don't even know what kind of genre we are, but... I think we fit into that surfy garage pocket very well. So I'm just running with that, yeah.
2: I think it's funny that you say that people don't know how to label the band, like what kind of genre, or, and you guys don't really know how to label it either because it's a little bit of everything. And something that I find completely endearing and something that I see on your Instagram page, which I will be tagging both your Instagram page and the band's Instagram page, is on the band, it says, Dad Rock. And I just, it's something <laughs> yeah. that I've never seen before, and I think it is so endearing. And I mean, would you mind elaborating a little bit more on that?
3: Yeah, it, it actually started with uh, my wife, uh, Cherry Jane. It started as a, as a joke, but there's actually truth behind it, because both myself and Antonio are fathers, and, and we have kids, so... You know, it started as a joke and then we kind of realized, you know what, technically we are dad rock, you know, because we are dads and we do rock. So it it just stayed. And and it's a label that, you know, we just, you know, took in and people accepted it. And there's, you know, because everyone knows we have kids, you know, so everyone's just like, yeah, these guys are dad rock. You know, we're weekend warriors. Uh, We also use the other hashtag, Um, the hideaway sucks, you know, and I mean, people you know people may think it's a negative thing but at the same time you know we just have fun with 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 music you know it's yes it is an outlet uh, but at the same time you have to have fun with that outlet you know because if we we play a lot so it can get to the point that it can be work you know so we got to keep it fun and light Uh, but yeah we also get the hideaway sucks Um, people yell it at us when we play shows you know so it's just owning a negative word you could say but yeah so we're Dad rock and we suck, I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think it's fantastic that you say it's like, oh, just kind of owning a negative because I think most people, when they're confronted with that kind of criticism, it's like, because obviously you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea, they, mm-hmm. you know, they are so hindered by it that it holds them back from creating more art or, you know, from creating more of whatever in this world so i think it is absolutely fantastic that you guys just kind of take it it's like all right cool like people are gonna say that we suck and whatever you guys just move on from it and continue doing what you do and i think that is a a sign of a true artist you're just like i'm going to keep doing what i want to do because it is an outlet it's a personal thing for you and you're just letting people in on it
3: yeah and regardless of what they say it's not going to stop us i mean because it's something that we enjoy you know and it's whether you like it or not it doesn't matter you know it's it's for us and our enjoyment you know
2: The name, the Hideaway. I think it is such a unique name. Like I, it's, it gives me these images of, oh, you know, like we're bandits. We have to like go into the hideaway with the bags of money, you know. And it's really campy. It's, it gives me a lot of visuals. So I want to know how did the band name come about?
3: Well, first of all, jokingly, when people ask us, we tell them because there's a bar and grill out here called the Hideaway, and I think every town in America might have one. So I, I jokingly tell people, yeah, you know, I, I just went to the hideaway once and I had the chicken wings and I was like, oh, it's the best ever. And that's where we got the name. But to be honest, um, the hideaway, it's 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 my way of paying homage to music of the past. In a sense, kind of like how the Rolling Stones got their names from a Muddy Water song. Um, I got the name from a Johnny Burnett song. A Johnny Burnett trio is called Rockabilly Boogie. And in the first uh paragraph of the song, the first verse, he says, there's a little place at the edge of town where you can pick them up and set them down. It's a place called the hideaway. And I remember at the time um, we were trying to come up with a band name and we couldn't think of nothing. We were drawing a blank. So I came home and I put on my vinyls and it's the song that came on first and it just clicked. It's like the hideaway. And just like you, I just started having images of like banditos and, and just like product placement because I mean the Hideaways it's just so easy to attach anything to it you know like like Georgian Hideaway, um, Hideaway pomade or Hideaway gas station I mean it's just such a easy name to fit into anything and and I like that because I feel it also represents again our music that we just kind of fit everywhere so and at the same time I get to honor rockabilly legends and music of the past so I love it yeah
2: Dude, that's fantastic i mean that, that's a really great origin story uh i mean i feel like i have a similar background with the shack because people ask me it's like oh you know how did you come up, come about with a name i'm like i have no idea like it was just something that kind of popped in my head it kind of sounds like sounds it kind of sounds uh like a little shabby it's i mean it's not well put together but it's trying you know like it's barely there and i feel like i'm yeah. just kind of representative of the shack where it's like i don't know how i'm managing it but i kind of am
3: yeah Every time I hear The Shack, uh, all I think of is Tommy's in California, in Los Angeles. Uh, Tommy's Burgers, because I grew up out there. So every time I hear The Shack, that's all I envision. So I just envision you like having a, a little burger joint pretty much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the chili cheeseburgers? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, same thing as you, where it was just so easy to attach to Napalm Nanny. I was like, it kind of rolls off the tongue, you know, I... I forgot, like I was bouncing names with another friend and then I think it was like something Garage and it was like a bunch of other weird names and I had people question me, it's like, why The Shack? And I was like, I have no idea. Other, uh, it just kind of threw it out there and it stuck. So then I wanna know, you said that you guys were drawing blanks, like you guys couldn't figure out another band name, but was there any other name that kind of possibly came up as a potential band name?
3: no we, we i mean we had ideas but uh th- there was nothing that that, w- that would stick jokingly we would say oh let's just call ourselves like a metal name and just have it be just like super obscene so we we're like oh let's call ourselves engorged <laughs> you know which is just super you know horrible i mean what you think of i mean and it is what it is but no we, we could not figure out a name at all and we would sit down after band practice you know for Hours just trying to come up with a name, um, but it was mostly just jokes at that point, you know, we couldn't figure out. So it wasn't until I got home and I heard the hideaway and it just clicked. So I immediately messaged the guys and it was unanimous. There was that, yes, like that's the name.
4: Rock-a-rock, rock-a-billy rock, boogie Rock-a-rock, rock-a-billy rock, boogie Rock-a-rock, rock-a-billy boogie rock billy boogie tonight Well, I know a little spot in the age of town where well, you can really pick them up and set 'em them down It's a little place called a Hideaway. You do the Billy to the break of day I run up, I I run up, I I run I I I run I I I tonight. You feel a little baby the thrill of Billy Bill. A brother, a the a Billy boogie. brother, a rock, a brother, a brother, a brother, a a brother, a a rock, a Everybody knows her in the queen, and there's old Slim as quiet as a mouse. We've held on to the hill, tell her how. But it's a rocket, a a rocket, a a rocket, a a a a rocket, a a rocket, boogie Her papa, her papa, her papa, and her papa, and 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 papa,
5: Tones, skull and bones, I'm a bad seed song I'm a bad seed soul
0: Same, Same.
2: As far as like the punk music that you mentioned through your friends like what were some of the bands that you were introduced to i'm assuming like as a preteen or teenager because i mean i feel like that's usually the, the age that most kids are introduced to punk
3: yeah yeah it's it's um, i i was old oh, i was between 13 to i would say 17 which were the the, the years that heavily influenced me uh, music wise i mean i always grew up with music but it wasn't until those years that um I actually sat down and, and listened to music and listened what it had to say and, and pretty much just let the feelings flow to see how it made me feel. Music is, is kind of weird because I, to me, after thinking about it, it stems down from the red hot chili peppers, which is odd. You know, a, a lot of people don't think that I'm a huge fan of the chili peppers, but I am. I mean, I have a tattoo and everything. And I have the fondest memory of music and, and of them because of what I heard. So. Uh, when I was little I had a little boom box and I would sleep pretty much spooning this little boom box with the speakers just hitting my chest and stomach. And it was like two in the morning and I heard the intro to um, Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And at the time, it was the first time I ever heard it. So, I mean, it woke me up from my sleep and I was like, what is this? You know, and I heard the song I'm like this is amazing. So the DJ afterwards was like, oh, that's the Chili Peppers, uh, Under the Bridge. And he went on to the next song, but it just stuck with me. And after that, I I just started Mm. looking into them and pretty much hearing interviews actually from them and seeing how they were in like influences by like the Stooges. Um, you know, Jimi Hendrix and, and how they were to you know, funk. Yeah, you know, it, it just opened up this rabbit hole and I just got into music from there and it just started just opening up this whole new world and it's, yeah, I, I mean, music starts with the chili peppers for me, which is strange for a lot of people, but it's just that origin. So I have this beautiful love story with music, I would say, and it's all kind of music, so yeah.
2: It sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like a wonderful memory, too, with the boombox. Oh, uh, yeah. That leads to my next question is, how did you pick up the guitar? Um, I started when I was
3: 12, and same thing, like a lot of people, uh, I picked it up because of church. Um, we, we I grew up in a Christian household, and there was always musicians, and, and also at the house, you know, we had uncles that would play, but at the same time, I wanted to, and one day I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna try. And I got this little rinky-dinky Squire Stratocaster, and I taught myself how to play. At the time, you know, the this is how old I am. The internet didn't exist, or it was in its infancy. So like, if you knew someone who knew how to play, you would ask them, hey, how do you play this chord? How do you do that? And then you just memorize it. And then later on, I got guitar tabs, and just little by little, and I started learning like that, you know? So through word of mouth, pretty much just finding people.
2: That's fantastic. I mean, I do want to note how your guitar skills are absolutely incredible. Just recently, I was watching the video of how you guys were playing the Munsters theme song, and then we were talking before this, before we started recording, talking about how you combined Misery Lou with the Munsters. And I think that is, it's just like, when you said it, I was like, yeah, that fits. Like, that makes so much sense to me. On top of that you guys have been super busy lately with so many shows i feel like that creeper you know behind the fence where i'm just like watching from afar where i'm like yes, <laughs> we're all having fun together um i mean you played a trick or trunk show the other day and then it was like yes. other weekend i think it was like multiple shows
3: yeah uh well actually my voice right now is is so froggy because yesterday we we played two shows yeah we did a trunk and treat uh, for Brochachos, a car club in Las Vegas. And then we played a uh, Taverna at night. And it was with our friends, uh, The Sons, who played rock in Espanol. So it's just back-to-back shows. And they were both outdoors. So I'm just worn out right now. Um, and we also did a, a photo shoot in the morning. So yesterday was a packed day. Um, but coming up, we're playing uh, Sosa's uh, metal shop here in town. So it's for um, a SEMA show. So that's going to be super exciting. And, and just to be able to play again. But yeah, we, we play a lot. And, and I think the reason we get booked, um, I mean, I guess we, we're good, but at the same time, it's because how we carry ourselves. We're super easygoing. Um, we're very professional or as professional as we can be sometimes, I guess. But it's just the fact that we're just so laid back, you know, and so people just invite us to play. I mean, we've, we've played ska shows we've played punk shows we've played shows with like indie bands and uh, for example yeah last night we played uh, with a rock and espanol band and we just play with so many musicians and so many different genres uh it's just they just like hanging out i guess i don't know but we're just fortunate that people want to hang out with us so you know a bunch of dad rockers over here so <laughs> it's i don't know i mean I'm, I'm probably getting carried away but yeah it's just um I don't know people just like to hang out and i guess they
2: like what we have i think as someone who like likes to go to shows and you know is an admirer of artists i can't put my finger on it but i think there is something to artists who carry themselves with like oh you know i guess for a lack of better words like hoity-toity where it's like here's my art i'm better than you and That is like such a turnoff where I'm just like, no, like I don't want to surround myself with people like that. So the way that you guys do carry yourselves as far as like, well, we're here just to have fun. And if you want to have fun with us, then come along. And I think that is just such a great, easygoing environment that, yeah, you know, of course I want to go to these shows. Of course I want to hang out with these guys because I mean, one, they're great artists and two, it's like they create such a friendly atmosphere because I mean, honestly, who wants to be in an atmosphere where it feels like hostile or you know, where you feel like you're being down upon. It's like, it goes back to a previous episode that I did, I can't recall which one, where gatekeeping. It's like when people start gatekeeping, it's like, oh, you know, that's not pure to the genre. That's not, you know, that doesn't count as X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, fuck off. Like, that's just annoying. And I guess it all ties in together. It's like how you guys just have multiple influences. You guys are so easygoing. And you guys are just saying, here's my art, go for it. And the fact that you guys, like, Take ownership of whatever negatives that come your way I think is inspiring and it that's the kind of people that I personally want to surround myself with so I mean I can see why yeah. so many people are inviting you guys out for shows because there's like all of this huge list of qualities where it's like oh it's appealing like this is a great band
3: yeah no and I, I agree with that and it's um yeah we, we don't care ourselves serious I mean we are professionals but we joke around a lot especially on stage um and we're good at what we do but at the same time i feel like there is some sort of innocence in how we play because um we're always laughing we're always joking we're always interacting with the crowd um we're jumping into the stage we're just being big old goofballs so i think that's what it is appealing you know i mean yeah i mean you pretty much have it right i guess yeah i've never thought about it in in that aspect so it's pretty interesting to you know go through this and kind of say it out loud out loud you know so it's it's, yeah it's rad yeah
2: uh you know, it's funny that you say that because it's like i've had multiple guests tell me it's like well i never thought of that like they've never had these questions and it's like a lot of self-reflecting so i mean that's what the shock's for i guess it is i mean
3: it's very therapeutic i mean especially with your voice too so it's calming i think it makes people open up which is super rad but um uh, what i was supposed to gonna say music wise um one of the things that i took especially from the Ramones, I mean, back. Back in the days, music had to be at less than five minutes if you wanted to be played on the radio, but it couldn't be too short. But if you listen to the Ramones, I mean, their songs are like two minutes, you know, two minutes and 30 seconds. So I kind of took that from them because a lot of people' attention span, especially like at a bar or in a, in a setting with a lot of people, they don't pay too much attention to you because they're distracted by a million things. So our songs are quick and short and just, we just pepper you with as many songs as we can and in and, and a different tone or style as, as we can. You know, so it's just something's going to stick, I'm assuming. So I think that's what's been working. But we, we try to please and play to people's attention span uh, because everyone's there to have a good time. So it's not about us like, hey, look at us, look at this, you know, but if we can keep the ball rolling and, and just hit you with a lot of little songs so you can do what you do and just have fun, that's, That's what we do. But yeah, that's something I definitely took from the Ramones. Um, And I think that's what made them successful, just the fact that they can just pretty much pepper you, shotgun you with like all these songs. And you're just like, wow, that was amazing. It's like 20 songs in like two seconds, which is super rad.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, most definitely. So I want to know, What do you predict in the future for The Hideaway or what's coming in the future for The Hideaway? Because like I said, I will be tagging the band page in the bio of this episode. So by all means, like whoever's listening, please give these guys a follow. You will not regret it. And also for future uh, shows. Uh, But what do you see in the future?
3: Well, we are looking to grow The Hideaway because right now it's it's really hard to pretty much find anything on us unless you find us uh, on Instagram. And the only way you can hear our music is by coming out to a live show. Uh, so we're very fortunate that, that we have the following that we do, especially with like zero content out there. But right now we're actually in the process of mastering some of our songs. We're going to be releasing an EP with six songs. So we're very excited for that and we're fortunate that we're able to do that um, because we started recording right when COVID hit you know, and, and being that we've never recorded before, we, we didn't know what to do or how to do it. Uh, but we recorded at um, Electric Studios here in Las Vegas, which is super rad. It's like and you wouldn't even know it's there. It's like in the uh, industrial area and there's no signs. And it's this um, electrician guy that took his passion of music and built the studio. So we recorded with him and then we had our Songs mastered at um, Asteroid Records here in town. And Asteroid Records is, is a really good um, record company. I mean, they, they have a whole bunch of local punk musicians and, and, and surf musicians out here. So there's something that's coming up. And we're fortunate enough that we have a relationship with them that they can help us. So that's uh, in the works. So we have music coming out. Uh, we're working on merch. Uh, but yeah, we're just looking to start touring as well, uh, go back to California. So Hopefully we can get something done. Uh, So we've been talking to 3LH, which are really good friends of ours. So we're trying to see if we can go to um, San Diego uh, in Orange County. Uh, And actually, fun fact, we've played uh, Palmdale and Lancaster before as well. Nice. So, you know, you guys can see us out there. Yeah, we, we play everywhere. Like we're just looking to get back on the road, have music, merch, and just grow what we have, you know, and whatever happens, happens.
2: So again, you know, like let me reiterate to the listeners, check out a show check out the music because i mean the, the songs are incredibly catchy like i said earlier in the episode i had devil love <laughs> stuck in my head while i was vacuuming and stuck in my head in the best kind of way uh this playlist uh we will be including the song because by the hideaway so you know you guys have no excuse to say i've never heard of it because now you have
3: and it's an exclusive because we don't have songs out there so you're pretty much the first who have a song Besides, I guess, my wife, Cherry Jane, who had a devil love on her podcast. So, yeah, you're pretty much breaking out all these exclusives for The Hideaway. So listen to Napalm Nanny in the Shack.
2: Yeah, there you go, guys. Check us out. We, we're <laughs> up and coming musicians. Or if anything, I feel pretty lucky because like I know you guys are incredibly busy and, you know, you guys are playing all these great shows. So the fact that you're giving me a bit of your time, I am so incredibly grateful for. So thank you for that.
0: You ruined me better You're
2: do you have for budding musicians or budding artists in general?
3: Oof. Um, All I can say is just to be honest and stay true to who you are and what you are. Um, Because the one thing I've noticed uh, being in this industry is that a lot of people want you to change or, or, you know, you have to look a certain way to be able to play this type of music or to be in, in our group. You know, so with us, you know, we've stayed true to who we are. And it's opened up so many doors. Like like I said, before that, we're able to play with different genres of music and play to different crowds. So definitely just be honest to who you are. Don't change who you are for anyone. And just write what comes to your heart, you know, you know, and just write your stories, write your truth. A song can change anyone's life. So, you know, just realize that you you might be writing for just that one person and not just for the whole world. So just say true to yourself and just have fun
2: with it. No, I hardly agree. I mean, to kind of add on to what you just said, to backpack off of it, is definitely stay true to who you are. And like, yeah, of course, there's going to be people out there that are going to say, oh, you know, that sucks, or they're gonna tell you that you're not enough. But in the end, you're going to find your community if you just simply stay true. And it kind of helps weave people out that just try to keep you down.
3: Oh yeah,
2: 100%. So, I mean, I feel like that's been my experience as well, where it's like, I've had a lot of naysayers and just over time, if you just keep at your work, if you just keep at your art and you stay true to what you're doing and you stay true to yourself, you're going to find that community much like how the Hideaway has found a large community with a variety of people and it, honestly that's just the best way to do it because i mean it keeps things interesting yeah
3: yeah uh, real quick and touching on, on community i mean if it wasn't for music i wouldn't have met uh our mutual friend gravy and if it wasn't for meeting gravy i wouldn't have met the love of my wife cherry so it's in a weird way music and Finding a community kind of went full circle for me. So um leaving proof that, you know, it works, you know, like you said, just weeding out the bad and, and staying true to yourself and finding that place where you fit and, and it all works out in the end, you know?
2: No, yeah, definitely. Cause it's like, you're gonna find that supportive community and it's like, I. Like I said, uh, I just feel like that creeper behind that fence. It's like, I see you guys out of Vegas, you guys are just hardworking, you guys are incredibly talented, and you guys are so supportive of one another. It's like, if someone comes up with a project, you guys are there for one another. And I think that is just such a key component with community is that support system. And then to tie back with the whole like buddy musicians and what you had said earlier, as far as learning how to play guitar, Find that community of musicians that are not going to gatekeep and say like, oh, you're playing it wrong or you're wrong for X, Y and Z. You're going to find people who are willing to share knowledge. And it's just putting yourself out there and again, staying true to yourself and just as shitty as it sounds, being okay with people talking shit and knowing that they don't matter.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that and touching on the music thing, it's something that bothers me that, yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of musicians will look at you player or people, you know, in general, and they'll be like, oh, this guy sucks. I'm way better than them. But at the same time, it's like you can play like a thousand notes in a song, but that doesn't matter. I mean, like if the song's good, the song's good. And, and that's all it is. It doesn't matter what le- level or skill you have. You know, a song is a song, you know, so I, it's, it's always arc me, you know. So yeah, you, you'll find people that will help you people that will support you um for example there's a colton from the escapers here in las vegas they're they're up and coming band but we jam together and and this guy motivates me in the most positive way like every time we jam he just brings his a game so it's like i gotta go deep into my uh you know bag of tricks to see what i can come up with but we just have this you know thing that we push each other so i you know you'll find people that are willing to share that knowledge with you and that are willing to help you become better at whatever it is that you're gonna do in in life or whatever you wanna do. So yeah, you know, find your tribe and um, yeah, you'll find people that are willing to help you.
2: I mean, I'm pretty much out of questions. I don't wanna take up too much of your time. Uh I am super grateful that you gave the shock a bit of your time. Again, I cannot read. I cannot say this enough. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I mean, I almost want to say like take my word for it, but I'm like, no, 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 don't like, you know, go, go test it, you know, go, go check it out yourself. Like I said, you guys will be yeah, totally right. in the bio. Uh,
3: yeah, no, if, if we can have people check us out, and you definitely have to come to. I mean, you came to a show, but I think we were done playing by the time you showed up. Um, but we would definitely like to play for you out there, wherever, and we just, we just want to play for anyone, you know. But definitely check us out unfortunately right now the only way you can see us is live so we'll try to book more shows so that we can get the word out there but yeah if you know thank you guys in advance for following us and please also follow name nanny because she is an amazing person i listen to you all the time to be honest like Aww. i'm obsessed with uh, podcasts yeah like i'll be working in my car or like driving to work and i'm always listening to you so so yeah so oh, your voice thank is you. always there
2: thank you uh so again thank you so much for your time so till next time guys thanks for tuning in